Welcome to the Adventures After Teaching podcast. If you're an exhausted teacher, this is your place to find inspiration for a new career outside of the classroom. I'm your host, Joanne Howard, primary teacher turned burnout and career coach. I'll be interviewing lots of amazing ex-teachers about their career changes and helping you see how you can use your transferable skills to leave teaching. Welcoming Sheena here today to talk to us about her professional organising business that she's been growing over the last year. Thank you so much, Sheena, for coming to join us. Ignore the dog. <laughs> You're welcome. No problem. I don't mind the dog. <laughs> oh, he's just waiting for his walk. It's like, you need to wait until I've spoken to Sheena and then we will go for a walk. Then we'll go for a walk. So Sheena's come to talk to us about um, her business that she, I said she's been growing for the last year. Sheena did come from the classroom. You were a Senko, Sheena, weren't you? Back I in- was. It feels like a lifetime ago now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, yeah, it does feel like quite a long time. You've been on such a journey since then. So mm-hmm. how did it all start then? Because when you left, you were, lo- you were looking for a job, weren't you, initially? I was sort of tentatively looking for jobs because what I knew was that childcare was always going to be an issue with the school holidays and yeah. things. I'd had that luxury. So everything I looked at was kind of clouded with how am I going to make this work around my child and holidays and um and also what I was interested in I quite often needed an additional skill and I wasn't I did not want to do any more training um I didn't want to do any more training I thought no, I like so already. yeah <laughs> enough is enough <laughs> yeah yeah so I did apply for a couple of jobs um and I I mean I heard back very positive feedback but just you I didn't have the right you know particular skill that they needed but they would yeah. keep in mind for other things um and that yeah just got me thinking well I've been looking for a long time maybe there just isn't that job out there that I really really want yeah. I'm wanting to think about doing something myself yeah fantastic yeah. how did you come to the the organizer kind of path and was it because it was what you loved like was it one of those those paths how did that all happen so it is because it's what I love but it took me so long to get there honestly so I did quite a lot of coaching um and quite a lot of reading around skills and finding your ideal career and organizing just kept popping up again and again in my top skills um and I thought well yeah there's definitely something there and so then you can look I mean you can look online if you've got good organizing skills it gives you like a whole host of jobs that you could potentially be good at uh yeah and professional organizing was one of them <laughs> fantastic just mute my mic because I've literally got a child crying upstairs the dog's like happy half term everybody <laughs> <laughs> I know you all know so it's fine it's fine <laughs> absolutely so because this is the thing often when we've got these um um, these maps to map out you know what you want to do and it is about like what you love and I'm kind of saying you know you need to make sure also that um people want what you want to offer and actually there is a balance there to be had it's not just about what you're passionate about because you can spend a long time kind of wallowing in that and Mm. nobody wants it but people people do want and need your stuff we were just chatting before they don't necessarily know it's out there though which is a bit of an uphill struggle for you presumably talk to us a little bit about that mute yourself (laughs) yeah (laughs) so um really professional organizing it's organizing is such a big thing in north america Um, And I'm from Canada originally, so I'd heard of it before. But it's really quite a new idea here. Um, I mean, people, some people have seen the home edit. That was kind of the first little bit that came 
over here that introduced the people to the idea that you could do really amazing things with your house to make it so much easier. Um, and then Stacey Solomon, who, I mean, I just love, I mean, she's, her program is, well, so overwhelming. It's not necessarily how I do things, but she's so lovely that she can get away with it. Um, and yeah, just to let people know that it's okay to ask for help around these things because we're not naturally good at organizing. Not everybody is. I mean, it's my, it's definitely a strength of mine, but not for everybody. And if you're not taught how to put systems into place in your home, yeah. um, that's not, you, you're never going to get to a place maybe that life seems a lot easier and it's easier to tidy and find things. Mm. And you may, or you may have been taught. I mean, you may have, I mean, mom, my mom was quite organized, but her organizing is different to my organizing. Yeah. Well, well, it's about that impact and transformation, isn't it, Sheena? And that's the that's the um the difficulty as well. It's not that not just that people don't know it's out there, but they don't necessarily understand the impact mm-hmm. that it will have being more organized. I mean, even just in my coaching, very early on, we talk about you know how your environment is impacting your emotions yeah. and therefore your thought processes and your behaviors. Um are people becoming more aware of that, do you think? I think people having gone through the pandemic and working from home really, really opened people's eyes to how much your environment can have an impact on you. Um, And it's that, I mean, for me, it's always that it's that constant to do list that if if things aren't organized in the back of my head, it is clouded all the time with the things that I need to get done around the house that I haven't done yet. and it stops me being creative about other things and also being really present to, especially to my son. Like if I'm sitting in a room with him and I can see stuff that's, you know, a job that I need to do, I just find it so mentally distracting. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think probably when I was younger, I had I was better at working mm-hmm. things out. But now at my age, <laughs> I just feel like it's like I'm hypersensitive to things now. Yeah. Saying that, though, you do coach kind of clients around the letting go of being perfect because it's not about kind of feeding that perfectionism is it and like we've got to have everything away it's not that it isn't that and also if that would not suit everybody it yeah. wouldn't suit everybody because some people need to be able to see the things that they're using on a day-to-day basis yeah. they need to be able to find them um especially if there's any you know neurological things going on for them they need easy access to be able to find things so they'll spend time too much time looking for them that's me. <laughs> that's why. That's why. See, I can go back to my husband. And say, I need to see things. Sheila said. Sheila. So we're talking about kind of um yeah teachers' journeys to starting up businesses. You know, kind of what what the traps are, like what was helpful to start with. Now you did spend some time in the academy a long time ago. Now Sheila, you've kind of like graduated now. She's off. She's being employed by different people. So when you first started out and you're kind of mapping out this idea, what types of kind of general things helped, do you think, when you're yeah, kind of refining what you're gonna do? What would you say yeah. helped? Um finding it finding communities that supported the journey that I was on. So I didn't necessarily know from the beginning that it was going to be professional organizing, but I knew it was going to be a business eventually. So I started finding communities that supported me to start a business. And that made such a huge difference to be able to tap into knowledge that other people had or just to share how I was feeling and get feedback from people to say, I was there, don't worry, keep going, you're doing the right thing. Um, Yeah, just for people to say, it was kind of a validation 
as well because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and so when I was saying, I'm doing all of this and nothing's happening, and people would say, just wait. Like, yeah, that's normal. <laughs> that's normal. Yeah. You're not doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We chatted a little bit about this last night, I think, that need to kind of have it all mapped out and know what we're doing. And I was saying we have to be messy about it. We can't we can't know everything we need to know when starting a business. So that really speaks to, yeah, the, the reason why that community and people saying, actually, yeah, I was there. It does get better. It, it really helps keep you going because so many people stopped, didn't they? So many people yeah. give it up. And you can see yeah. that with all the kind of struggles along the way. Were there times when you thought, oh, I can't do this anymore? Yes, there definitely were times. Um, and actually not that long ago, I think probably March this year, I was I was um, I've got a mastermind group that is just for women in business that I meet with once a month. Um, and I was saying, again, all the things that I'm doing and no, I was barely any clients. It was hit and miss clients. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden I did have to do some mindset work, I think, as well around it, um, because there's there's things will hold you back. That whole yeah. idea especially around money and things like that, mm -hmm. um, mindset things that I had to work through. And once I just did a little bit of work on that, all of a sudden it was like the floodgates just opened right. and I was so busy. Um, it was like I went from nothing to like super busy all at one time. <laughs> it's amazing. Like whether you think you don't deserve money, whether you think making money should be hard. Yeah. We, you know, we, we've kind of grown up in, in the teacher land thinking, I think, that if we're not tired, then we're not working hard mm -hmm. enough. Yeah. If you're not constantly doing overworking, yeah, you weren't doing enough. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to pricing and valuing yourself, then the knock on effect can be can be huge. Do you remember my first coaching package that I put out there? I can't remember what I tried to do. It was just like so low, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I remember saying to you, Joe, that's really not, that's not enough for what you're Yeah, I do remember you saying that to me. I look at stuff now, honestly, when I've been journaling in different packages and stuff, and I look at the price of something, I think, what were you thinking? And, you know, the academy itself should be more, and I know it should, but I'm trying to keep that consistency because it's working, you know, and, yeah, it, it's working as it's working, and I'm still kind of building stuff on the background. But even now, I know that, you know, a year down the line, I'm going to look at that and think, like, oh, my God. Oh, that is just too much, too much you're giving there. Anyway, I digress. Um, so community has helped. Yeah. Validate that, you know, the mess is necessary, the kind of the doubts are normal. That's mm. okay. That's okay. And um, so um, in terms of then other things that have helped, has having processes, I suppose, helped as well? I talked a bit yesterday about yeah. having a journey to follow. A hundred percent. That has made such a big difference because I, yeah, I, I would have not had any idea what steps to take. And yeah, I wouldn't have had any plan had I not had pathways to follow. And I mean, what you were saying, the, another thing that really helped was coaching. Coaching really yeah. made a massive difference for me too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't yeah. see what, yeah, what you don't see on your own, do you necessarily? Mm. Um, yeah. And there's, there is light in the resistance often, isn't there? Like, you know, whatever is feeling really heavy and uncomfortable there is some there is some growth there even if it's just you're not listening to yourself that is not the right thing for you at the moment but yeah 
there's not just the fear around money but there's fear around visibility as well isn't there like putting yourself yeah. out there and you started a Facebook group Sheena didn't you that remember those first days of like you know yeah. do some lives and things because you might not think about that um early on so how how has that yeah. developed for you this need to be kind of the face of your business I think it's still developing actually yeah. I think for me it was always I knew that being in person was always going to be a strength of myself yeah and that's why I did a lot of networking um that because I could I felt like I could be more of myself on in person um but I've got to the point now where in my business I need to be myself online as well (laughs) so uh yeah I mean there's there's big changes for me coming big plans for social media um to get it really give myself a bit of a kick to get it up and running properly yeah yeah and it's yeah, and I think it's seeing what other people are doing and doing well. I mean, there because there are some massive um, home organising groups on Facebook, aren't there? Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. A bit more American, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, there's, but, a, I, there's probably there's a couple. There's a very a couple that are UK that that are incredibly supportive. Um, but I think well, I mean one of the biggest things I'm learning about this whole idea about being visible is that it's not about being perfect. And I'm not going to I'm not going to compare myself to anybody else because otherwise I think that's what stops that has stopped me from actually just being natural and doing it. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I'm not going to let that stop me anymore. (laughs) And sometimes I think that to stay in your own lane, you almost need to kind of separate yourself from doing similar yeah and it's not about kind of it's not about competition at all in any way it's like you know completely wish you well but to stay in my lane and focus and not doubt myself actually I, I can't I can't surround myself with people doing similar things to me that's where I certainly have been to you know whether people have understood that or not mm. um but that sounds think, similar yeah. to what you're saying a little bit there I think that's a really big one when people see something doing somebody else doing something they're doing they get intimidated and and feel like they're not doing as much or not the same things but it's so important to remember that people buy people yeah so if you are not being visible if you're not being visible then people don't actually get to see who you are and whether or not they want to work with you yeah and that is what people what that's what makes people decide if they want to work with you is actually you so it took me a long time in marketing my content I was using lots of vocabulary that was, you know, that I'd seen other people using. And I just thought it was like a light bulb finally went off. And I thought, well, it was more like I knew that that's what I needed to do. But it took me a long time to find my voice. Yeah. And to be comfortable with actually just being me. Because my Canadianness is so different than other people that are in my sphere <laughs> so oh, there's no one else I'd rather come and help me sort out my Sheena than you <laughs> you I can already see see you yeah, getting your hand stuck in here I wouldn't want to inflict it on you quite frankly <laughs> you mentioned that you're um you're getting some agency work now as well so kind of diversifying that's really interesting yeah. tell us about that how's that happened or you know what's um, it was only so I was part of a a networking group that was for professional organizers and somebody happened to mention that there was this agency which I didn't even know existed and I just thought you know it it would not hurt for me just to put my name out there and see what happens um and it's been brilliant actually I mean the lady that runs it is she's super helpful and she's really efficient um 
So I barely need to do anything but show up on the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really is. And um, I'm lucky that I'll be able to use the reviews and testimonials through yes. my website and stuff as well. So Brilliant. Oh, that's really, really good. And yeah. it just speaks to the power of networking, doesn't it? Because it yeah. is broadening your perspective all the time. Yeah. Um, and opportunities will just when you're when you're open to them, you will see them. That's what I'm trying to say. I suppose yes. you've got to put yourself out there, don't you? Yeah, Have yeah. you work locally as well, Sheena? Like, as, yeah, as well. um, I've got um actually two clients that I'm working with uh, on a regular basis, probably five minutes from me. So yeah. that's really. I mean, that's those are the best scenarios because <laughs> I don't have to travel very far. Yeah. Um, but I'm also um, I'm also starting virtual like I do virtual sessions as well. Okay. Um, so I don't have to go anywhere for those ones. Brilliant. So people just walk around with you on, on their phones. Yeah, and actually, they, they don't even ha- they don't even necessarily have to show me everything because I think one of the biggest barriers for people when it comes to professional organizing is the embarrassment of letting people see their homes. Yeah, we were chatting about this, weren't we, in terms of those objections. Yeah. Like. yeah. Yeah. People always apologize for their homes. Mm. Um, I mean, even if you go and visit friends, uh, you know, don't worry about that. Excuse the mess. People are always apologizing for what I guess we think needs to be perfection. And actually, it's just not reality, is it? <laughs> no, no, not at all. So, excuse me. It's so so amazing to see, kind of, yeah, kind of a year year later. Because I was saying yesterday, you know, it may take six months to a year to kind of get the business where you want it to be, and you can see the clear path ahead. And not to say that to put people off at all, but just to embrace and appreciate that it is the journey that you're sidestep and zigzag all over the place, um, and you almost like you have to be comfortable with that and if you're not that's where you may get frustrated and say I can't do this yeah so would you agree yeah I think I mean partly for myself the reason it took such a long time to get up and running is because I was holding myself back yeah I didn't I didn't want to be visible it took me a lot like months and months and months to finally go like if I, this is going to work you actually have to be brave about it <laughs> yeah. and not just ask family and friends and yeah just get out there so mm. I mean if if they can get over if people can get over that it might not take as long as it has for me yeah, um, yeah. but I also really embraced that time as a learning opportunity so mm. whilst I wasn't working with clients I could find out I could do lots of learning about um the marketing and things like that and also just to get the foundations of the business really solid like everything you know like your customer pathway and things like all the things that you need once people start giving you call all of that if you've got it it just makes the journey once people come into your life a lot easier so uh, yeah I mean I'd lo- I I actually miss the learning side of my business. The visibility. Because that's the thing. We haven't done it in the academy yet. But one thing I do want to do is like a Facebook live challenge. We were doing like a reels challenge. We're jumping on like somebody else's. Um, saying we'll just all go and do that reels challenge. <laughs> go and talk about practice in the group. Because from when you start out, you probably don't even consider that you're potentially going to need to be your face on social media. So it's kind mm. of like if that's part of it let's get over yeah the discomfort yeah. of it really early um yeah rip the plaster off as it definitely were. I definitely and also it's yeah the first couple the, the first couple are scary and I you know that I I didn't have a script but I had a script in my head right. when I was doing them and I think 
I just found it so incredibly stressful. And I thought, well, this isn't how I want it to be. I just want it to be natural. And so that's kind of, that's where I'm going with it. And it doesn't matter if I say the wrong thing or if I miss something out. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the amount of times I've had post-it notes around the screen, bar the camera, you'll see my eyes. (laughs) Yeah, chatting like this, so much better, so much better. Yeah. Fantastic. So we've said the you know community has been really important, kind of yeah. having a pathway, kind of yeah, kind of putting the pieces um, in place. Anything else that has been particularly helpful think, over the last year, like maybe not necessarily even like now, but kind of earlier on. I think probably my biggest thing that held me back for a long, long time was confidence. Yeah, really, that was a massive, massive one for me. And I felt, you know, when you do that thing where you say, well when I am this, I can do this. So it was kind of like, when I feel more confident, then I'll do this. But actually, it's the doing that makes you confident. Yes. So that was a a big learning curve for me. Just, you know, don't stop making it such a big deal. (laughs) And just do it. That's amazing. It's things like launching. If you're going to launch a product or a service, you're taking that one step further you know your kind of your launch your event will be you'll build your community will build your email list it's only by yeah. saying actually I'm doing this thing and it's mm. like a big party who's going to come and all of a sudden you've got hundreds of people in your community that you might not have had before mm. um so yeah it's the combination of the mindset and yeah get just doing it isn't it just getting yeah. into it. because it's only you're only going to learn um and it I don't know it doesn't the kind of the failures as it were not that they are they they never feel as brutal as they did in the classroom no not at all I think because you're only judging yourself yeah whereas when you're in the classroom you feel judged by everybody yes that's the difference and I think it's really difficult to transition out of the classroom and remove that really harsh judgment that you have of yourself all the time Mm. um because to be honest I mean you could be great in teaching. I mean, I was great in teaching and you yeah. still get criticized and told it's not good enough and you still need to do more all the time. So yeah, yeah for yeah. a perfectionist, it was probably the wrong career. <laughs> well, absolutely. And it's it's like it's like having an overbearing judgmental parent, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like we know, yeah. you know, anecdotally the kind of the damage that that does to one. And yet that's the kind of environment that we were in a decade so it's going to take some some conscious work and mm. time to work on the mindset isn't it in in yeah. lots of different ways mm. um, but that's the beauty I think also of doing it with other teachers is yeah. that they get it they understand it and you can you can pick it up with each other and really challenge and say well hang on a minute actually sounds a little bit like you're avoiding things there <laughs> or you're going for the easy option or whatever it might be as well yeah so what are the plans for the future then, Sheen? You're saying you're going to go to more like kind of online models, which is exciting. Well, yeah. I mean, one-to-one is, is amazing and I do love it, but there's obviously a limit to how much time I can physically be one-to-one with people. Yeah. Um, so I'm virtually I can do it and that is a bit quicker in terms of time, but also I definitely want to do um, some courses going forward. I just think it's such a it's such an amazing tool to have in your back pocket to really support your mental health um that it just needs to be so it needs to be more accessible to lots of people because not everybody would be able to have an organizer come in you know for some sessions um and the fun of those courses i suppose will be like pinning down like the specific problems that you're solving with those specific Mm -hmm. courses so chatting about that (laughs) 
<laughs> but yeah, you must come in and do um, a session if you want to for the for the academy because yeah. it's using other people's communities as well, isn't it? And like knowing which communities you can go into um, mm. and yeah, increase your visibility. Have you yeah. had like kind of guest slots at all in other people's groups? Um, not in online, but I have done in person. So I'm I'm using other people's audiences that way. Um, So even just, I mean, it sounds a bit simple, but um, my Tropic, the person that I buy my Tropic, she's got a great community. So, I mean, she's posted about me before in hers. um, And, yeah, just locally people that have businesses uh, collaborate on things to use their audiences. It's really helpful. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Ina. It's been really interesting. And everybody I talked to, it's a completely different perspective yeah. and journey, which is which, yeah, so good. So you're pleased that you are <clears throat> out of the classroom and working for yourself? <laughs> I honestly say it, like, I still say it probably about five times a week. When yeah. I when I see schools out or if I see like anything at all to do with school and I just think, so glad I left. <laughs> like, I, I do not regret it. I don't regret it. I've not met a teacher that does <laughs> and I, it might be with the people I'm surrounding myself but mm. I'm, I, I've really struggled to find a teacher that has really regretted leaving and is desperate to go back quite frankly <laughs> but yes but Definitely. yes but if you're still in it just quickly before we go Sheena do you think it would have been possible to build this business kind of at a slower pace while you were still in because we've got quite a lot of teachers obviously still working yeah. we're talking about like carving out time etc I know that's not the reality, but on reflection, how do you think that might have panned out if you were working? I think I probably could have still managed it, um, but I was lucky. I was working part time, so I think um, I think it's probably I think it is doable. I mean, anything is doable. Everybody has the same amount of time in a day, don't they? Yeah. So you see, you see many examples of people that have created wonderful things whilst working ridiculous hours on top yeah. of that it's just what you if you've got the passion behind it you'll find the time for it yeah yeah brilliant I think that's basically what I said yesterday so I'm glad <laughs> repeating those key words like everyone's got the same time the passion etc and the passion fuels you doesn't it I think and just shifts your perspective from it's all about school so I think actually it's a really healthy thing to have something else outside it's well. so yeah it's really healthy to have something outside and I think we often as teachers don't feel like we have the time to have anything outside of teaching because of the pressures but it's about that balance isn't it it's about setting those boundaries and making sure that you're looking after yourself and if something that fuels you and gives you you know makes you excited is doing that then you need to make time for it yeah yeah absolutely absolutely well and we were enjoying our retired teacher brains at the moment <laughs> although it's still half term I'm going to go and entertain some children now. Thank you so, so much, Sheena. It's been such um, a pleasure chatting to you. And I know this would have helped lots of people and given them lots of food for thought. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. (laughs) You've been listening to the Adventures After Teaching podcast with Joanne Howard. If you found this episode inspiring, please do like and share with other teachers. If you'd like to hear even more Adventures After Teaching, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. If you want to find out how the Adventures After Teaching Academy programme can help you create your next career, head over to adventuresafterteaching.com.